We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, congratulations. You made it to the end of another week. Hopefully without the FBI taking your phone or uh, putting you in the crosshairs of its uh, investigation of um, January 6th. I'm Bruce Hooley. This is the Bruce Hooley Show, 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus. And we are inundated with local headlines today, uh, one of which ties to a recent local headline. We all remember when school started this fall. It started late in Columbus. It started late because we were having a teacher strike. And we were having a teacher strike, the teachers told us, because uh, the students did not have the schools that they deserve. That word kept coming up over and over and over again. Then why, why are you striking? Well, we're striking, I mean, sure, because uh, you know we need air conditioning in buildings and um, we'd like to have art, music, phys ed for all students. We'd like to have, uh, yeah, okay, we'll admit, more teachers. In the teachers' union, and, and, and yeah, um, you know, a, a raise in pay would be nice. But, I mean, bottom line is, like, we're really doing this against our, you know, deep desire to be back in the classroom because we're we're trying to give the students the schools they deserve. That was what they kept telling us. Well, um, we never really bothered to ask them, what kind of schools do you think they deserve? Because the ratings are in. And it appears that our uh, teachers and our administration and our school board uh, thinks that they deserve uh, lousy schools because the Ohio school report cards are in from the Ohio Department of Education. And uh, Columbus City Schools has received a, and this is a puzzlement to me, a two-star rating in its achievement overall, say, well, how many stars are you able to get? You're able to get five. So they have two stars. Uh, okay, it's not terrible, Bruce. But they get one star in graduation rates and one star in early literacy ratings. So when I say the two-star rating is a puzzlement to me, I'm wondering how you get a two-star rating when you get the lowest rating in graduation and early literacy. Bruce, this is this is not this is not a mystery just to me, but to my producer Alan Rogers. One plus one is two. There you go. Thank you. You solved it for me, Alan. Thank you. One plus one <laughs> equals two. Oh my goodness. Uh wow. So I dug into these numbers and uh of course you know whose fault it is, right? Someone else's. That's whose fault it is. It's not the fault of Superintendent Talisa Dixon. Uh it's certainly not the fault of the Columbus Education Association. Um, not the fault of the teachers. It's the fault of, okay, school closures. Psst, whose fault is that? 
don't ask that question because the answer is, of course, the teachers and the superintendent and, yes, some public officials, Mike DeWine and also Columbus Department of Health. So the state's largest district, ladies and gentlemen, uh, where they just got a, a nice new contract to give the students the schools they deserve, including, by the way, air conditioning by the start of the 2025-2026 school year. That was a bone of contention. Why are you striking? Because the kids deserve air conditioning. Yes, they deserve air conditioning. They just don't deserve it right now or next year or the year after. They deserve it after we get our pay raise. Mm, Okay, so what? Does the Columbus City School District receive, if you divvy up their funding, divided by their number of students? How much do they get for each student? They get $17,000 per student. Now, if you're like me and you send your kids to private school, you're saying, hey, I could send both my kids to private school for $17,000 and just a teensy bit more. I pay around 10 grand a year for each of my kids to go to a private Christian school. So our bill is right around 20 grand. We get a little bit of a discount for multiple students, not very much. It comes to about 20 grand. Now that won't get you into Wellington. That won't get you into Columbus Academy. And if you care about your kids, you won't dare put them in Columbus Academy. Unless you want to get back, you know, a junior leftist. Uh, but seventeen grand per pupil will get you in a pretty good school. In fact, I I don't know this for sure yet, but I'm pretty certain in saying that if you got $17,000 from the state of Ohio for each kid you have in school, you could right now commit to sending your kids next year to a great school that is starting called Columbus Classical Academy. I'm going to guarantee you the tuition at Columbus Classical Academy when it starts next year will not be over $17,000 per pupil. Now, what's really interesting about the fact that the Columbus City Schools get $17,000 per pupil is that they are vehemently against, as a member of the lawsuit, fighting the backpack bill in the state of Ohio, which would give you as a parent around five grand to send your student to a charter school or to a private school. So they get 17,000 per pupil and they don't want you to get 5,000. They're part of that lawsuit, which I'm just going to go, I'm going to go way out on a limb, a limb that's sturdy enough that I could jump up and down, and do my best to break, and it would still hold firmly in place, that the education your child would get from a charter school or a private school is probably not going to rate one star in early literacy or graduation rate like Columbus City Schools rate. Oh, man. So what's the problem here? The problem is, according to School Superintendent Talisa Dixon. The annual report card is a reminder of the work. Oh, they love they love the work. They love doing the work, don't they? They love no, no. They love talking about doing the work. 
As far as doing the work, they don't really want to do the work. They want to talk about doing the work. Really good at talking about doing the work. Actually doing the work, accomplishing the work, they're not big on that. They'd rather talk about it. The annual state report card is a reminder of the work ahead in Columbus City Schools. But it does not show, of course not, the whole picture, the whole picture of what students, families, teachers, and administrators have accomplished since the return to in-person learning last year. Oh, wonderful. That's the view from the $200,000 plus per year superintendent, Talisa Dixon. What about from the uh, people who are supposed to hold the teachers and the school system accountable? That'd be the Board of Education, all of whose members were endorsed for election by the teachers, by the way. Jennifer Adair, board president, said, well, we expected the scores to be low. (laughs) You know, then, uh, you know, far be it from you to expect Achievement. You know, I run into this a lot, actually. I run into this um, view of achievement, of greatness, of excellence as an evil thing a lot. Um, In my time away from the station, I work for a website where we write about high school sports and college sports. And we write about teams that win because we find that teams that win garner us the biggest audience. And what we often hear from people when their teams lose is that, you know, you know, you were kind of critical of our team. I mean, you know, did you really have to mention that we fumbled or did you really have to mention that uh, we shot, you know, 20% from the field in basketball or did you really have to mention that we didn't possess the ball in soccer very often? Like, because, you know, it's like that kind of like makes our kids look bad. And I always say, uh, actually, what we write doesn't make your kids look bad. Your kids look bad, and we write about it as a factor in why they didn't win the game. Because, see, what we do on our website and what we should do in our society is we should celebrate excellence. That's what we should do. We should strive for excellence. We should prioritize excellence. We should strategize for excellence. But when we... Wipe away our individual failures on our administrative failures. Hello, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. When we wipe them away because of there's systemic issues in the uh, ether out there causing us to fail, or when you're Jennifer Adair, head of the Columbus Board of Education, and you explain away your absolute crap record on graduation and early literacy, which I would say probably the two most important things about a school system. Can you teach the kids to read and function in society, and can you graduate them? Answer, according to the State Board of Education for Columbus City Schools, a resounding no. She said, it shows again how broken a system we have in terms of where urban education sits. It shows the work, there it is again, the work we have to do to make systemic change. See? It's not her individual failures. It's not her failures as a board. It's not Talisa Dixon's failures. It's systemic. It's it's out there. You, you can't see it. You can't define it. And you know what you can't do if you can't see it and you can't define it? You can't fix it. A 
A big win in the courts for the victims of uh, the perverted, demented Ohio State Dr. Richard Strauss. We'll get into that just past the bottom of the hour. I have an update on the Richmond, Indiana police officer, Sierra Burton, uh, who was shot and was on life support for a long time in Dayton. And an effort by an Ohio legislator to commemorate uh, the very unfortunate, tragic, heroic death of Matthew Yates, the deputy from Clark County, uh, but I wanted to delve a little bit more into the uh, horrific ratings of Columbus City Schools by the Ohio Department of Education. They rate every district in the state of Ohio. And by the way, uh, we are awash in the top districts in the state of Ohio in terms of size. Uh, did you know that we have uh, eight of the top 15 districts in the state of Ohio, according to enrollment right here in central Ohio? We have... Columbus number one, and I misplaced my list, but we have like Dublin, Hilliard. These are not in order, but the next highest is number five. We have five, we have one on the list, Columbus, then we have five, six, 10, 11, 12, 14, and 15. So we have Southwestern, Dublin, Hilliard, Olentangy is six. I know that. Uh, so we're, we're loaded up on school districts. And a lot of the suburban districts do better, although I received a text today from a parent in Olentangy very upset about their ratings. Of course, because they are becoming a training ground for uh, little leftists in Olentangy and for the uh, LGBTQ fly your freak flag as high as you can uh, agenda. So uh, what do the teachers in Ohio say about the one star? And one is not good, by the way. Five is the best rating. Columbus City Schools rate one star in graduation and one star in early literacy. And I will restate for the record that I don't know what could be more important in a school than teaching kids how to read. Can you drive a car if you don't have the capacity to read road signs? Can you function in a society? I mean, what what good is a phone if you can't read? Reading is important. And then if you can't graduate the students, that's a problem as well. Your earning power is reduced. You're going to be a probably a drain on um, welfare and all those other things. So um, Scott DeMauro, uh, who I sat next to on a podium uh, at the Columbus Metropolitan Club a few uh, months ago, nice man, but uh, he and I just do not ever agree on policy because he's in the bag for the teachers. Of course he is. He's head of the Ohio Education Association. He says when there's a one-star rating, it's important to look at what the underlying factors could be at play, such as uh, chronic absenteeism and the fact that uh, chronic absenteeism traces to, quote, a period of high disruptions due to COVID-19. Hmm. So teachers' unions saying that we had a lot of disruption in attendance because of COVID-19 is like somebody walking up to you and shooting you and you say, hey, you shot me. And they say, no, I didn't shoot you. The gun shot you. That's the explanation. Oh, it's COVID-19. No, no, it really wasn't COVID-19. It was your reaction to COVID-19. That was the problem, Alan. What were their ratings before COVID? Uh, Not any better. I'm quite sure. They... 
historically rate terrible. They've been bad for yes, years. Yes, they have. By the way, uh, they spe- they spend seventeen thousand dollars per student, or they no that's that's how much they get per student. You take their total funding, okay, total funding divided by the number of students gives you a figure which is seventeen thousand dollars per student. I misspoke per student. I misspoke. That's what they have available to spend per student. The Ohio Department of Education also does a breakdown on what percent of funds are spent on classroom instruction. Uh, Columbus City Schools spends 65.5% on classroom instruction. And then on the site it says, how does this district, Columbus City Schools, rank in comparison to other districts of similar size? So other inner city schools. Um, They rank 12th out of 14. So only two other large urban districts spend less of a percentage on their students than Columbus City Schools. Is anybody confident that that percentage will be going up now that teachers have gotten a raise? I don't think so. Now that they've committed to you know, retrofitting the buildings with air conditioning in four years. Uh, But Scott DeMauro is not the only teachers union flack in the state of Ohio. The Ohio Federation of Teachers, that's Randy Weingarten's organization. They have a president of the Ohio chapter. Her name is Melissa Cropper. Cropper, I said. C-R-O, not C-R-A. C-R-O-P-P-E-R. She said the report cards show students need more support to bounce back from learning disruptions brought on by the pandemic and remote learning over the past few years. Again, when you get shot by someone, you say, hey, you shot me. Well, yeah, I did. And you need, you're going to need some more support to bounce back from that. Uh, According to the Ohio Department of Education, the achievement rating represents student performance on state tests and how well they performed on those tests overall, which is not good. Not good. Early literacy, where they got the one star, means... It measures rate, reading improvement and proficiency for students in kindergarten through third grade. So they can't teach the kids how to read. Graduation rating covers a district's four-year and five-year adjusted cohort graduation rate. In other words, they're not graduating the kid. A one-star rating means the district needs, quote, significant support to meet state standards in early literacy. No, no, it doesn't mean they need significant support. It means you need better teachers. That's what it means. It means you need better teachers. It means you need better oversight of teachers. That's what it means. Not more support. You got plenty of financial support. Got plenty of parental support. Maybe, maybe ask for a little more parental support instead of sending the FBI out to track parents because they dare to come to your school board meetings. Maybe, maybe don't limit. The time parents can comment at school board meetings. Maybe don't make parents tell you up ahead of time what they're going to talk about at a school board meeting. Submit it on a form so that you can reject and silence them and not let them speak. See, if you want support, parents are more than happy to give you support. It's not that you need support. It's that you need to want the support and accept the support.